to the Practical Family Podcast with Jennifer Bryant, encouraging your family to build strong foundations and healthy homes. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Bryant, and today we are talking about the Christmas season. Now, we're going to air this podcast just a little bit before Christmas to get your mind set and your heart ready for this season because a lot of you have reached out and said, gosh, I don't know what to do when it comes to Christmas time, either with my family or making fun traditions for my kids. And and I meet and talk to a lot of moms that feel overwhelmed when it comes to the holidays. Either, either they're overwhelmed or they're excited, they want to be excited, but there's this thing that's weighing on their shoulders that the holidays all of a sudden becomes either this massive undertaking or it's the sweetest time of the year and a lot of women struggle with with both so we really wanted to produce an episode that focuses on letting go a little bit of the stress and anxiety or at least being able to identify where this is coming from alexandra kirkendall gave a sweet message through mops international about her book loving my actual Christmas, an experiment in relishing the season. And this is such a sweet, heartfelt reminder to you mamas out there. Some daddies are listening and that's if you find yourself with the holidays weighing on your shoulders, I understand because everything from your own expectations to family expectations to just wanting the season to go well, just wanting it to be about gratefulness and love and togetherness, but when all of the other things and the unforeseen and unexpected stuff gets in the way, it tends to throw us off course a little bit. So an effort to live as a practical family, we really wanted this time to be reflective, to um, start with understanding ourselves and what goes on inside of ourselves and what God really wants for us in, in terms of really appreciating each other and having a season that is meaningful and a season that you don't have to stress out about. So it's my pleasure to bring to you author and speaker Alexandra Kirkendall. As a trusted voice for Christian women, Alexandra speaks around the world about issues of parenting, faith, and identity. She's the co-host of the Open Door Sisterhood podcast, and she's authored books like Loving My Actual Life and now Loving My Actual Christmas and others. You can also read her memoir called The Artist's Daughter. Alex lives in the shadows of downtown Denver with her husband, Derek, and their four daughters who range in age from 15 to six years old. You can connect with her at alexandrakirkendall.com Check the show notes for more information, but I am so excited that she's agreed to come on to the Practical Family Podcast, and you're in for a treat today. So sit back with your cup of coffee or your cup of tea, or if you're driving, turn it up because you're going to want these fun and friendly reminders about how to love, enjoy, and appreciate your actual Christmas. All right. Hello, Alex. 
decide. Would you rather go by Alex or Alexandra? Either one is okay. good. Yes. All right. So, Miss Alex and Kirkendall is how you pr you pronounce your last name. It's a different spelling. Where does that spelling come from? It is Dutch. So, I guess in Dutch, U Y is an ear sound. Oh. So, Kirkendall is how they say it in the Netherlands. Yeah. I've heard. I've been there once, but <laughs> I, I'm not an expert in Dutch. So. Oh, very cool. Well, good. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you finally. You know, I first was got familiar with your work, Alex. Last year, I was attending a MOPS meeting. I was just checking out the local MOPS meetings, and your video was the Christmas one that they were playing that year. And it was great because that message was so to the heart of these moms who were you know, they're all holding their babies or chasing toddlers or whatever around the room. And I was, I was like, I was trying to help them take care of their kids as we're watching, you know, the video that you recorded for Mops International. And I'm going, oh, this message is so, is so for every mama right now who's stuck in all the expectations of Christmas. And so that's why I invited you on today to talk about all the Christmas stuff based on your book, Loving My Actual Christmas, an experiment in relishing the season. Can you tell me what made you go that route in terms of Christmas after writing your first book, Loving My Actual Life? Yeah, Loving My Actual Life was a nine-month experiment that I did to try to gain some contentment, essentially, in my everyday experiences. So it seemed natural to do an experiment for this book, this Christmas book, because it was a little bit of a spin-off, and my readers would expect that. But also because I found with Loving My Actual Life that readers enjoyed duplicating the experiment. So they would read along with what I did, but they liked to do it themselves to see, is there something I can do, small changes I can make to love this part of my life more? And so I thought, well, it worked for the first book. It will try it again for um, this Christmas book. And that's really why I tried the experiment approach. As far as the need for it, I had been going around, especially to a lot of MOPS groups, and talking to moms about Christmas time. And, you know, I was talking to women about contentment in general and kind of loving the life that you have rather than the life that you hoped for or the life that you see in other people's Instagram feeds. And I heard that Christmas was a particularly difficult time for people really to step into that contentment and be okay with how it was. Mm -hmm. Either because people were uh, far away from their extended families and they were thinking, if only I lived closer to my parents, if only I could see my sister at Christmas time, then we would have a good holiday. Or, you know, when your kids are little, often your budget is tight too. So Christmas is a time when financial stress can be a real thing. You have a lot of extra spending expectations. So that got to the whole expectations element. And if we only had more money, then we'd be able to have a great holiday. And it was this same idea that I explored in Loving My Actual Life of the ifs and if onlys. You know, mm -hmm. if this were different, if only this were different then life would be better. And I thought, you know, every Christmas is one that I can't get back with my kids as a mom. So I don't want to spend every year thinking, if only this year were different, then we'd have a great holiday. I wanted to be able to enjoy this year. And I've lived enough life to know that 
next year is not promised. So I need to live out of this urgency that this is the life that God has given me. And not just an urgency, but really uh, an understanding of the blessing that I already have and that I'm already living in the midst of. And I don't want to miss the good parts of my life, the goodness that God has blessed me with this Christmas. And so it was just a way to re-examine what is important to me as a mom, what is important to me as a woman, what do I want to remember a year from now or 10 years from now about this Christmas, and what do I want my family to remember a year from now or 10 years from now? And when I started asking those like big picture questions, I realized, oh, this helps me sift through what truly is important to me and what really just feels like extra. And the extra is what causes stress. And so if, if I can figure out what the extras are, then those are the things that I can either completely do away with or modify enough so that it's not stressful. Mm, absolutely. I sensed a, a, an overwhelming message of gratitude here, but you didn't necessarily always say gratitude or use the word gratitude. I mean, very little. I loved how you kind of took that idea and put pictures to it. I mean, you wrote this book in a way that's an experiment. I felt like I was reading your everyday journal of, you know, the holiday season. And that because it came from such a real place, I was able to see, okay, I can see my life in that, in what she's describing, in the parties and in the the obligations. And even in the last minute things that you, you don't think, oh my gosh, I didn't know I have to spend money on this right now. Because we don't Think about absolutely everything, and there's a ton of stuff happening during the Christmas season, right, on top of everybody's expectations. But I, I love how you first addressed the topic of expectation. This Christmas will only be happy if A, B, and C happens, or if I'm with this person or that person. It made me think that, gosh, if my happiness during the holidays is dependent on a whole lot of things that I can't control, I'm never going to be happy. I'm never going to get to that point but how you challenge women to look at where the stress is coming from and go back to what the most important things are, money, time, extended family. Can you kind of address those a little bit, Alex, and how those things put extra unneeded pressure on moms specifically? Sure. Yeah. Well, moms specifically, when I hear that women are stressed at Christmas time, it usually does fall under one of those three or a combination of those three factors, money, extended family, and time. And the truth is Christmas heightens whatever is already hard in our life. So if we have a relationship in our extended family or even in our immediate family, our marriage, or if we have older kids, one of our kids isn't doing well, that can often be accentuated at Christmas time because we do have these expectations, but also because it's an annual marker. We know where we were at Christmas this last year. I mean, just picture, you know where you were, who you were with, and you can get this snapshot of what your life was like. And so if life has not turned out the way you expected in the last year, Christmas kind of reminds us of that. Um, so those things that are hard, so finances also, if you feel like you're in a financially stressful time, Christmas feels that much harder. And then schedule. If you already feel overly scheduled, overly busy, you're going to just feel that much more busy 
during the holidays. So part of it is recognizing that it accentuates what's already hard in our lives. But as far as extended family goes, we really need to extend people grace while at the same time taking care of what needs to happen for our own sanity and our own enjoyment of the season. Mm. So that word boundaries, you know, it can either make people feel really good or it can make the hair on the back of their neck bristle a little bit. But what it means is believing the best in the other person. So let's say, let's pick on somebody that's from your family of origin, your sister, Mm -hmm. Um, really um, there's just a tension there and she tends to say things that bother you and you see her over the holidays and maybe you're in really close quarters. Um, You don't typically live near each other, but sometimes when people are traveling during the holidays, you're with each other like 24 seven for a week. And that can make already tense uh, dynamics even more tense, right? Mm -hmm. Because no one's kids are sleeping and you're on top of each other. Just to go into the situation, if you know it's going to be hard, believing the best in the other person and mm-hmm. saying, she loves me. She loves my children. I think she loves my husband. I mean, whatever you can say that is true yeah. that you know about her and to walk in and say, I know these things to be true and I'm going to hold to them when she's really bugging me or mm-hmm. when she really says something that offends me or when she's not patient with my son and he needs a little bit of extra time. So if you can hold on to some anchors that you know to be true of the other person, that can really be helpful. And then also setting yourself up well and setting your family and your kids up well for extended family trips or time together. So, um, you know, for example, my family, we, um, my husband's side of the family, we tend to eat late at night. My kids tend to be okay with that. We have lots of snacks, but not every kid would thrive under that. So if you're a mom walking into a situation where you know, okay, we're going to go into three days where the food schedule is different for my kids and they're not going to respond well to that, be proactive as you walk in and don't be a bulldozer. Just kind of take care of your own kids' needs. You don't have to make Mm -hmm. a big scene about it. Mm -hmm. You just come in prepared and say, okay, I know you're going to start getting hungry around 11 o'clock in the morning and no one's going to be thinking about lunch for a couple more hours. I am prepared. Here is a little bit of a snack or even a lunch for you. We're not going to make it a big thing. I'm just going to take care of it. And then if it becomes a big thing, you just plain say, I am trying to set us all up for success. If he doesn't eat, he's going to be cranky. I know you only get to see him one week this Christmas season. So I want him to be the best version of himself for you so that we have good memories together and really just try to um, take it as you're the orchestrator and you are trying to set your family up well. So I would say those are some practical things that you can do Mm -hmm. as a mom to really kind of walk in and say, assess the situation and say, this is what's going to help. You know, anything that has to do with your kid's physical needs, sleeping schedule, food schedule, temperature, those kinds of things where they tend to melt down. If things are off for them, that you know what they need and to, to do a good job of meeting their needs. Mm, Absolutely. I love that Alex, that priorities, right? Because especially when we tend to get around our family, especially our family of origin, we tend to revert back into 
that emotional state. I know that for the first 10 years of our marriage, every time I would go back home, I kind of feel like the teenager in the house again. Even though I was a grown woman, I was moved away with my own family. But there is something psychologically in me that I hadn't broken. And I find this to be true with other mamas who they know and they love their own little brood that you know they're raising now. But when it comes to their family of origin, there are still chains there. There tend to be emotional ties to once we get in the house, now I feel like I'm responsible for everybody else's actions or feelings or emotions. And, and then my kids just kind of get put on the back burner. Sometimes that, the fact that that happens too reminds me that, okay, no, my priorities first, my family first, and then everyone else. What do you say to the mom who is having trouble differentiating between the needs of her family and then the needs of the larger family dynamic? Yeah. And this is kind of what I was talking about when I said things that are hard all year long get accentuated during the holidays. Like you're seeing people that maybe you are intentionally avoiding all year or just because of where you live and how you live, you don't see each other very often during the year. But those dynamics are present in July, just like they're present in December. I would say if you're listening to this podcast and it's already Christmas time, it is probably not the right time to be dealing with every family dynamic that needs to be dealt with. So to, to say, how am I going to get through this next week when we're all together or this next month with all of the tension and crazy of the holiday? And then what's my long-term plan? Because it is not sustainable for me to live this way in my family. Now mm-hmm. that's so much easier to say than to actually do, but to, I would say just give yourself permission to not have to face every dynamic mm-hmm. to do what's necessary to be able to get through this holiday and make good memories with your family and with your kids. Mm-hmm. And then if you're married and your husband is someone who can process with you around all of this stuff, kind of talk to him about, okay, I want you to hold me to in January. I'm going to talk to my mom about how next year this is going to be different. Because what I have learned from talking to so many women about Christmas and especially around conflict and expectations of who is where, when, and how things are executed and how they happen, that the closer it gets to the 25th as you're approaching like the big day, then the higher people's tensions are because the more they've already invested either financially or mentally in how the day is going to go. But Mm -hmm. if you start talking about next year in January, Tensions tend to be really low because people haven't really thought about it yet. Mm-hmm. And to say next November, we're going to come for Thanksgiving, but I think next year we're going to stay at home for Christmas or whatever it is that's going to be different. And maybe it's not even that extreme, just, mm-hmm. you know, next year we only want you to spend $50 on each kid or whatever it is the discussion is that you want to have. Start it in January. I posted something on my blog in July this year, just as like, hey, a reminder this is the time to be talking about whatever it is that needs to be talked about because it's just going to go over better now than it will on December 1st. Mm, So smart. So smart. And that has a lot to do with planning ahead, planning ahead for those emotional things and, and also for the practical things for uh, the money. I love how you, you talked about make a budget, start talking about your Christmas budget now with your spouse 
what do you expect to spend, you know, because even those things can create unnecessary tension, you know, later and we want to enjoy the holidays and then once the credit card bill comes in January, we don't want to face it, right? So, right. so it's being, it's a whole lot of being intentional is what I hear you saying and what the, and what your book keeps talking about in terms of what am I going to do? If I know this is coming and I'm expecting this to come or something like this, what is my response going to be then instead of being reactionary? And that, right. that is so important. And I would say, even if you're listening to this and you've already spent a lot of money <laughs> for Christmas, because sometimes, you know, people start thinking about the budget and it's kind of too late, if you like. Sure. It's not too late. It's not too late to have that, those hard conversations or even with yourself to say, okay, this is my bottom line. I can't cross this line as far as spending or I'm really going to be in trouble in January. And Christmas isn't meant to catapult us into 2019 in debt. That's not the intention of the holiday. And yet that's how many of us operate. So really to be thinking about honestly, and that's where some honesty comes in, which is sometimes different than our expectations about how we think, you know, we should be able to spend, but I deserve to be able to spend this, or I should be able to spend this instead to say, no, what really can we afford? And Mm -hmm. let's take it from how much we've spent and kind of come up with a plan for what's left. Right. Right. Good, good. Such good stuff. I want to transition us into the whole kind of off of the expectation thing, but but for women who, whose expectations of themselves and what they expect to produce during that holiday, because you were saying, you know, women tend to be the carriers of all of the planning and all of the, you know, we, we tend to take that on ourselves and expect it all to come from us and our hearts mm-hmm. and our hands and all of that. But being ready for the unexpected blessings of Christmas and, of course, the simple message of the gospel. I love how you talked about in the book that Christmas was wholly unexpected for Mary, for Joseph, for having their baby in a, in a barn, basically. <laughs> you know, that Jesus didn't come as Savior with all of this hoopla and tinsel and all of these sparkly things that we make Christmas out to be now. So how can we start to get our minds focused on the simple message of Jesus in the midst of the to-do lists? Sure. Well, you know, I think that if we look at church history and the church calendar, the church calendar um, creates these seasons for us where we mark different parts of God's story and how God's story intersects with humanity. And so the season that leads up to Christmas is Advent. And so many of us are familiar with that. It's, it's the season of waiting and of expectation and of hope. And for us as moms, we have all been in that, whether we've been pregnant or we have adopted a child, we have known this season of waiting for the baby to come where it gets more and more exciting. And sometimes there is a lot of practical preparation that needs to happen. Um, but there's also this emotional preparation and just over and over thinking about what's it going to be like? What do I need to do? How am I feeling? And so if we look at expecting the baby's arrival, the Christ child's arrival in that same way, we kind of go over in our heads, these expectations. What's it going to be like? How am I feeling? What do I need from this child? I mean, this child is a, we remember him as a baby during Advent, but 
He grew into a man who is our savior. So what do I need from him this holiday season? And really, if we give ourselves five minutes a day, I really believe this, five minutes a day where our only goal is to focus in on the Christmas miracle. And we can do that through silence, you know, just putting, turning on your Christmas lights and sitting under your tree. We can do it with a Christmas carol or two that kind of puts us in that space. We can do it through reading scripture and meditating on the story. Um, there are lots of ways that if we just for five minutes focus in on it, light a candle and sit and pray and thank God for the miracle, I promise, I promise you will have a different Christmas experience than if you didn't do that. So throughout the whole season of Advent for just five minutes a day, and it, I, as a mom, like to do it when it's quiet. So now that my kids are in school, most of Advent, I will have hours during the day when I'm by myself so I can carve out a time then. But if your kids are little, to eat, either do it during nap time, get up early, go to bed late at the end of the day, what, whatever is that time of day when you can capture five minutes of quiet by yourself to do that and to thank God for his coming, for his stepping onto earth, for his changing of history, for his changing of the trajectory of the human race through this miracle. If you do that every day during Advent, you will have a different experience. Amen. Amen. And that's exactly how you set this book up. I love it that every week, week uh, one is hope, week two is love, week three is joy, peace, and, and on, and how you address what's happening that week. And I'm watching you in the book lead yourself into, okay, I'm being intentional about what I'm reading today. This is the scripture that I'm meditating on today because of these Advent topics. And if we can take that and have that add to our gratefulness as a parent and that overflowing into our family because women we are sort of the heart of the home especially when it comes to creating these different traditions and memories and stuff I was particularly blessed Alex reading through the book actually I listened to it on audible I loved it because I take books in better that way but as I'm listening to the words I'm going this this is the kind of peace for my mama heart that I need going into this. And I get to read and listen to it in October, but even if you know uh, listeners are listening and you're just catching this in the weeks before Christmas, know that you can still calm your soul and calm your spirit and remind yourself of what really matters. And I used to think, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay, I know the Christmas story. It's you know what really matters, and Jesus came in a manger, he died for us, yeah. But we cannot trivialize that because of our to-do list or because we're busy. It takes actual intentional going before him and remembering, just like the stones of remembrance in the Old Testament. These are the, the Advent topics um, that, Alex, you've laid out so well in your book here um, that we can take and actually meditate on. So. Oh, I encourage you to pick up this book today, Loving My Actual Christmas, an experiment in relishing the season. So wherever you are in this holiday season, friends, this book will bless you because it will connect with your real life as Alex goes through her actual life in this book and documents what is actually happening that you can actually stop and pause and be thankful and grateful. Thank you so much for coming on to the Practical Family Podcast. Alex, do you have any closing encouragement for our mamas out there today? You know, I think it's interesting when we consider what we celebrate culturally every year. 
there aren't a lot of things that are woven into the fabric of the greater culture like Christmas. And not everybody is celebrating Christmas in a way that has a spiritual meaning to it, but that is the foundation of the holiday. And the reason I think that we really have made it so important, whether consciously or unconsciously, as a country and really in a big portion of the world, is that our hearts are longing. They're longing to be loved, to have a connection with God who created us. And Christmas is our annual reminder that God so loved the world that he came. And so if this is new information to you. I encourage you to read the book and to look at the scripture that's in there. And I have a, a free Bible study on my website that people can download and work through during Advent that corresponds with the book. Or if this is something that you just needed to be reminded of, like I do every year because life gets busy and life is hard, then consider that the reason we do this whole crazy making in the first place is that God loved us so much. He entered the story of humanity that he is active. He was active then when he stepped on earth as a baby and he is active now and he is ready to meet you in whatever circumstances you are. That Christmas isn't about Pinterest. It's just not. It is about God's love. Well, you've been listening to my interview with Alexandra Kirkendall, author of Loving My Actual Christmas. Go to the show notes or to our podcast page at practicalfamily.org and see how you can win your own copy of Alexandra's book. It's up on the podcast today and feel free to share with whoever you think needs to hear this message about Christmas, about family, and just as an all-around reminder to get ready for the holidays. Speaking of which, I've got gifts for you. I've got over 40 gifts in a freebie library that I've finally put together. Can you believe it's been like over three years since this blog has started and I've got so many printables going on over there. So go ahead and click on the link again in the show notes on this podcast page or it's on the front page of practicalfamily.org. Join the community so that you can be in the loop and know what's going on over at Practical Family when new freebies come out, when new giveaways come out, when we do all kinds of cool stuff over there. Go ahead and subscribe today and you'll get unfettered access to our freebie library. And if you're a podcast listener, what is also included in that freebie library is not just printables. Oh no. Oh no, my friend. Included in there is also my uncut, unedited video of interviews with podcast guests. And yes, this interview is included. I've only started doing that in the last few episodes, but my interview with Alexandra Kirkendall is there and you can see us both on the screen talking to each other. So if you want that uncut version and not this sweetly edited version, feel free to go subscribe and you can get access to those videos and to future episodes as they come out. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. It's been awesome having you here as a listener. And this has been Jen Bryant with the Practical Family Podcast, where we are encouraging you and families like yours to build strong foundations and healthy homes.